the profile was pretty clear what we are looking for and I think that, that Romelu fits the profile for 100%. He is strong, he has physique, he is he's, uh, capable to hold balls for us. We can we can also play long balls uh, to him. Uh, we can we can still use our transition game because he has the speed. And uh, in, in addition, he has the personality to take responsibility. He does not step away. He's not shy. He is a, a natural leader, and I think he will he will take some weight off the shoulders from Timo Christian and and uh, and Kai Havertz as well, and will be very helpful for them. And uh, yeah, hopefully he can show from from Monday on in training and be ready for Arsenal again. Is going to be ready for Arsenal again? I think so. I hope so. If if uh, uh, if things go normal, he should be ready for Arsenal. Thank you. Hello, Chelsea friends. Welcome to another edition of the London is Calling podcast. I am your host, the boogeyman of Chelsea Twitter, a.k.a. Podcast Jesus. Ryan Beck, how are y'all doing? Paul, my first question, and it's not so much a question as it is an observation. When I was watching the Crystal Palace game, I thought to myself, Wilfred Zaha has ruined his career. How are you tonight, Paul? How's everything going? He made his bed. He's sleep. He did. And he is he 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 signed that five year deal, and I think that they are going to hold his feet to the fire and make him stay. And at a certain point, you're just going to have to realize that it's over. And you aging wingers that rely on pace, eventually that pace is just going to dry up. Look at Riyad Mahrez today; he looked like he was wearing cement blocks on his feet. So <laughs> that being said, we have two guests. One is uh, very familiar, and one is vaguely familiar. We're going to start with. Marvito, Marvin the Greatest, the king of all things ball. Marvin, how are you? I'm doing good, my friend. How's it going? Uh, yeah, good point you made there about Zaha. I think now he's not going to get better than what he is. I wanted him to join Chelsea a couple of years ago. I think oh, now, yeah. though, I think that ship might have sailed now. I think Because I just don't see where he's going to fit in, in other big teams. Uh, he really fucked it by signing that deal. And Mares is definitely in decline. He is so slow now. It's unbelievable. Crazy. Plays a good we ball in, though. We were yeah. seeing it at the end of last spring with Mares, but now, man, it is readily apparent that he has lost a couple steps. Our He's second guest is is the man from from Dwayne Wade County, all about <laughs> the culture dog, the Floridian himself. Kamal, how's it going? What's going on, bro? Um, this is the perfect chance to say, like, insert that meme where it's like, who would have thought? You know, where it's, I forget the guy, it's Paul Rudd and someone else. Um, you know, who would have thought, like, after all oh, this time, that we've finally come full, we've come full circle, is what I'll say. It's like, we've, <laughs> who knew? we've not us. <laughs> exactly, we've come a long way, my friend. So I want to, pre- I want to say thank you on, yeah. you know, on a personal level. And uh, yeah, it's, it's good to be back. That, by the way, that episode of Hot Ones is phenomenal. Um, That's what it was, Hot Ones, yes. Oh, it's so good. All the, all the sauces. So look. We're going to talk about a couple things. Obviously, we're going to talk about our Premier League debut game against Crystal Palace, which was a comprehensive butt-whooping. We looked sensational in basically every aspect of the game. But really, um, I also just want to make this a more broad discussion about where we're at, what our goals are as a team, 
And then if we are going to sign anybody or if we're going to make any wholesale changes, such as selling Tammy Abraham for $40 million to the Jose, um, which is great. Uh, you know, I just want to get you guys' thoughts on some of those things. So the first thing I'll say is this. Uh, Marvin, and I'll go to you. How do you feel about the game as a whole? Oh, fantastic. Can't complain when you win 3-0, uh, especially uh, not even coming close to conceding. Amazing tackle by Rudiger denied the one possible chance they had. The defense was fantastic. The midfield, fantastic. All of them were great. A great goal. Nice to see Pulisic score. Great free kick from my man, Alonso. Uh, and obviously the amazing goal by Chalaba. Uh, can't complain. It was a great first game. And I was worried. I thought it might be a 2-1 or a really tough game. We actually dominated it. And, and Palace sometimes can be a tough match for us to play. So, yeah, great. Mm -hmm. Very happy with it. Very happy. Yeah, I mean, you'll we'll always remember the time that Zaha just completely dusted as P. And oh. I think we lost 2-1 that game. Um, Kamal, how about you? Just general thoughts about the game. Any in interesting observations? Yeah, it was just another... I mean, it feels like a cakewalk because, like, Chelsea and the first game of the season, I feel like our record is, like, unreal. Like, we always win them, most of the time, anyway. Yeah. And Pulisic scoring against Palace, you know, it's just inevitable. That's, like, his, <laughs> his one team that he scores against the most. It's exactly and right. You look at the, the grand scheme of things, we were still missing, like, a whole bunch of first-team players, you know, like Reese James, Chilwell, Havertz. Lukaku, obviously, and then we'll get into that. But there's a bunch of players that didn't even play that were, you'd think at some point, are going to be regular teams. So, yeah, it's fantastic. You can't complain. Yeah, I think that Conte has an ankle injury, but that's been squared away and he'll be ready be uh, at the Emirates over the weekend. Yeah. So, yep. but no, you're totally right. Now, it's interesting because when you think about uh, first team player or starting player, when I look at a club like Chelsea, and this is what Paul and me wanted three or four years ago when we were looking at Manchester City and thinking to ourselves, they have 22 starters. Nice. With Chelsea, I now do feel like we have a hell of a lot more than just 11 people that yeah. make me feel comfortable when they're starting. We have at least 18 that are bona fide starters. So at one point in time, any one of these guys that was on the bench is a starter, of course. Ben Chilwell, starter. Reese James, absolutely. Thiago Silva, one of the best uh, footballers in the history of the game. Like these guys are all starters, of course. But the fact that we have such profound depth, almost too much depth, uh, is it just? It's a testament to Marina Granovska and the board, and 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 Petr Cech, and you know, and everybody in between on really, really putting a lot of thought into this squad, even if we do have too many players. Uh, Paul, how Carlito. about you? Carlito, squad management. It, it's not easy. Ask, ask Lampard. It's really impressive. It really yeah. makes you appreciate what he brings to the table versus what Frank Lampard was trying to learn on the job to do. Well, you know, it's interesting. Last time we had Kamal and Marvon together and we were giving our grades for the end of the year, I had uh, made an off-the-cuff remark about firing Frank Lampard, but I was actually half-serious simply because – uh, the job was far too overwhelming for him, the same way that I feel the job is too overwhelming for Patrick Vieira, and yeah. especially for <laughs> Mikel Arteta, who does not know what the fuck he is doing. It is so bad. Um, but, Paul, it's interesting. When you think about depth, and you know, I, I know that Jose Mourinho at Roma has every intention of winning some silverware and he's buying Tammy Abraham to lead his line and be his guy. And we have no room for Tammy. That is just right. a testament right. to how really, how 
extraordinary our 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 depth is and our roster is. So, but keeping in line with that, and I'd like to just go around to all three of you and, and ask this. But the idea of internal competition, and you know, it's a very healthy thing for, at any level in any sport. You know, you you want to have players that are looking over their shoulder and looking at the guy next to him in training and saying, I need to train better than him or else he's going to start. So the internal competition is always healthy in all aspects of life, not just sports. But there is a line, and it's a fine line, yeah. and it's almost a delicate dance where hmm. there, there are maybe too many players, and players get to the point where they're so disgruntled, like I'm sure Emerson Palmieri is, where they're like, screw this, I actually just want to leave. I'm tired of this whole thing. And so, Kamal, I I'm going to ask you, where do we find that balance and how do we essentially, an impossible task, keep everybody happy? Because, it's again, it's impossible to do. Yeah, it is. It's, it's one of those things that, like, every, every manager faces at a top club, right? And it comes down to separating the top managers from maybe the not-so-good not so managers. And Jose in the past was, was perfect at keeping all his players happy because there's there's an end goal that's what they i'm sure that's what Tuchel's going to keep prophesizing it's that the end mm -hmm. goal is the team thing it's it's the title it's the champions league and everybody's going to be needed at some point everyone's going to be needed to play a part and Tuchel already has consistently rotated his team perfectly in my opinion um mm -hmm. you know we've what we've got six competitions that we're going to play in correct me if i'm wrong we've got what the club world cup coming up carabao fa cup the league champions league there's a bunch of games so yeah we're, we're gonna have to rotate this team and everyone just has to suck it up and be like okay there's there's an end goal here bonuses if they win them you know so it's they can't just you know they can't just sit back and accept it no i'm sure you know i'm sure the team spirit is already a fantastic so it looks like just getting rid of those few deadwood players and keeping the ones that have that mentality right yeah i think bakayoko is on his way Thank God. Uh, this week, I just he did. You could not have had a worse performance than against Spurs. <laughs> oh my God, uh, Marv. How about you? I mean, just in terms of, and again, I'll stress this: it is impossible to make everybody happy because these guys are their own companies, and they really care about their playing time and how they are perceived. Uh, amongst their teammates and obviously to the fans and this footballing world in general, like they fucking care. And if you're not playing, it just looks bad. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, yeah, it's great having a depth. Finally, we have it. I mean, it's so nice looking at the bench and not thinking we've got to bring on Zappa Costa, Emerson and Ross. <laughs> um, now we can actually bring on talent, but there is, uh, I still think, and, um, if we're talking about the kind of the forward line, because I think that's where the main issue currently is. We're, the problem that we now have is that I think we still need to lose one more attacker. Now, because we've obviously signed Lukaku, the, the flexible nine interchange movement between Havertz and Werner can no longer exist. And right. what I mean by that is that they can't automatically take a place in the 11 playing off each other in those positions. They'll either be that one of those positions is now gone. So if we play with that center, um, now that means there's one less attacking position. I think there is one glaring sore thumb player that cannot play well in that position, and I would still be pro-selling one of these players. There are just too many. If you think who we got, we don't know our best. And then you factor in that Mount also is occupying one of those attacking positions as well, and he's not going to get dropped. 
So I think we might have a bit of problem with unrest this season. I, I do see it. And I think there is maybe one more that may have to go before the window closes. So two questions to that. Number one is I actually don't – I think it would be Mount doing himself a disservice if he thinks that he's going to start every one of these games because there are certain games where I actually feel Ziyech is a better player. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think that Chelsea fans – now this is – you know I'm just responding to what you said. But I actually don't think Chelsea fans should automatically assume that when Ziyech is healthy, Mount is going to still start over him because I, part of the internal competition – is not allowing any player to rest on their loyals, laurels and just expect playing time in a starting position. Uh, I do feel like we are a much more creative team when Ziyech is on the field. But my my question to you would be, who is that player that we drop? And my answer would simply be Callum Hudson-Odoi. Yeah, it's the same for me. Um, he's, in my opinion, completely ineffective in those forward positions. And when you're up against... Yeah, you can say what you want about Werner's touch or whatever, but his, his goal involvement is very good. So we can't lose Werner. There's Havertz there, you know, he's, he's a super talent. You can't really lose him. You've got Christian Pulisic, incredible player, better at 1v1, can't lose him. And then you've got Ziyech as well, our, our most common, you know, the most creative player, I think, in the whole squad, can't lose him. And, and then who have we got left? We've got so many players. And then Lukaku that's come for 97 million. They're not going to pay 97 million to play uh, him on the bench. So yeah. it's, you know, they've put they've dug themselves a little bit of a hole. And I think the only way Hudson-Odoi really gets in is rotation in the wing-back position again. I don't yeah. think he's going to, you know, he's right for those advanced roles. And some players will be happy rotating about and, and competing. But I have a feeling if it's not always going well, there may be issues with this. Yeah, he's and he's it's always going to be he is selfish. He is a selfish me first player. And no matter how many times he thinks he has rehabilitated his image, in my eyes, he's always going to be the same guy. And he's always going to be that guy staring at Mauricio Sarri because Sarri wasn't playing him. And he doesn't, I feel like sometimes he doesn't even care if the team wins as long as he gets his. And I really just don't want players like that on my team. Um, ha, and then again, look, we also have like Ruben Loftus-Cheek, who's an attacker as well. So it's, it's almost just too many players. Uh, Paul, how about you? I mean, what do, what are we what are we doing here? How, how do we how do we uh, make sure this doesn't go off the rails? No, I think I think every thing uh, and key to this at the moment, making Tuchel's life a little bit easier is the ZH injury. So. Um, I know it's very sad. It's a very bad time. It's just I feel so bad for the guy. Really. Otherwise, yeah, it's, it's... Callum Hudson Adoy, he's gonna get some time at wing back and maybe some cup games, you know, in the front three. But he's gonna he's gonna be seeing a lot of the bench, in my opinion, which yeah. is fine. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think everybody's going to be staying, uh, injuries and, um, Tommy's going to do just fine. Like he's been getting everybody time. I, I just hope ZH comes back and hits the ground running as he was. And, uh, yeah. he can really get a foothold into the, into this lineup because he deserves it. And like we saw during preseason, he's a fantastic player that has a lot to offer that we don't really have without him. 
Yeah, he's he's pretty singular in what he brings to the table. And again, if we're talking about unlocking teams, and if we're we really need a ball in the box uh, to get ahead on for a goal when the team is just sitting back and camping and all low block, all that shit. We, he's he's essential. He's essential because we don't. There's no one else like him on the team. Um, I, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, you, you're joking that Thomas Tuchel has an uh, an unenviable position, but really, he's probably the luckiest guy in the world right now. Absolutely. Um, all right, so let's let's just quickly highlight Tammy Abraham. He's finally going to get his solidified starting spot, playing for the best manager we've ever had. He's going to be able to go hang out in Rome with a lot of hot Italian women and hopefully play for Roma and get some trophies uh, under Jose Mourinho. So what do you think about that, Kamal? I'm happy for him. Um, it, se- it seems, you know, uh, everyone, uh, so many people are torn about Tammy himself as, you know, as whether he's good enough for, for us or, or not. And I know Marv's one of them, but mm-hmm. that aside, it. I'm just happy for him in the sense that he's finally getting the opportunity. I don't want to say he deserves, but just an opportunity with a manager that clearly wants him and trusts him. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And going to Jose as well, you know, like you said, the greatest manager we've had, and in my opinion, the greatest ever was. So yeah. going to, to a league that will help him uh, develop as a player, the fact that we've still got a buyback clause, you know, you can question the amount, who cares? It's not our money, it's Romans. But... Yeah, I'm I'm happy for him, and I'm I've got a feeling he's going to do well. And who knows if he if he lights it up in a few years, we might see him back. Well, and Jose wasn't just going to buy anybody; he's way too smart that. for that. So this is clearly someone that he wants sure. and uh, is willing to work with and build around. So sticking with this point, Kamal, because you know you you have the ear of Chelsea fans. You're sure. quite uh, liked on the app. <laughs> And I'm not, but you are. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and uh, so, but they're, they're <laughs> it's very true. Uh, they're, uh, the opinion of the of the fans is that Tammy wasn't given an opportunity by Tuchel. I'm simply going to have to push back on that. I think that you have to make your own luck and you have to make your own opportunities. And if he wasn't training well, and if Tuchel just didn't rate him, then that is just a reality of the situation. And tough shit, man. Like, I, I can't sit here and say we have to continue to wait for this guy to develop. He's, I think, 23, 24 years old. He's not 19, and he has been given opportunities. He started an entire season under Lampart, and he missed a ton of goals. A sure. ton of opportunities. So, I don't know. Personally, I mean, I like the guy. He seems like a really cool dude. But, um, but as a player, Kamal, I just don't think that he's going to be what we want if we're going to get what we want, which is... No, yeah, you're right. No, my stance has always been that he's a great supplemental striker for a mm-hmm. top team, but he, he's not ready at this point in his career to lead the Lions and take you to titles. Um, he can absolutely come off the bench or, you know, like play in the Carabao Cup and FA Cup and, and get some goals, but to lead the line and take Chelsea to the next level, I yeah, he's not there at this point. To answer your first part about how the fan base seems like he hasn't have, had an opportunity. There's, you know, because the fans typically see Werner missing chances and struggling, and the fans are like, you know, why isn't he putting in Tammy in these games? But there's, they forgot that Werner offers more than just missing chances, like we alluded yeah. on earlier. 
It's his attacking runs. It's his movement. It's his link-up play. Sure, Tammy might have felt in his heart he deserved more of a chance, but I don't think Tuchel didn't give him a chance, like didn't offer opportunities to everyone because his first game in, he started, you know, he started Callum Hudson-Odoi right wing back right off the cuff. He dropped yeah. Mason Mount. Um, if I recall correctly, pretty much everyone got a shot at some point. You know, yes. Emerson was coming off the bench in the Champions League quarterfinals, for Christ's sake. So, you know, um, yeah, it's just circumstance and clearly didn't rate him enough. And I trust Tupo on this one. <laughs> Marv? It's the same for me. Um, I don't think he's even good enough to be on the bench for a top club. And when I mean that, I mean elite level Champions League trying to win level. Not saying he's yeah. not a player that can't play for a good team. Um, but I liked him. Actually, when he started off, I was a big fan. He was scoring all those goals. The goal against Wolves, uh, that one with a drag back where he mugged off Cody. And I'm thinking, what yeah. the hell? We've got such a player here. It seemed to get worse. And that's my issue with it. Like, the first season, the second half of the season completely died. And, and that was when I was like, no, this isn't the guy to lead the team. And, and I, that was an unpopular opinion at the time. I remember talking in some pods about that and uh, people were saying that no we, we need someone to push him and i'm thinking no no we need a much better player um and in the second second season he was worse and you know if we see a, a clear progression okay fine we've seen a progression with reese we've seen one with mount we've you know you see those players progress but for me he stayed the same and his link up didn't get better it got worse yeah. and for a big player that can't hold the ball up you're kind of taking away half of what a big player normally does um, I do really like him. I just don't think he's quite Chelsea level. And uh, I think the sale is great for us. Um, yeah. The comparison with Werner always angered me because it's very clear that one player offers a very high level. Of but people just looking at the goals, uh, you know, I don't think if we put Tammy in the games of Werner, he would have had any success. I think maybe he would have scored four more goals. But we would have we would have lost more games because Werner is a consummate team player. Reminds me like William didn't get his uh, fair respect for being such a, a good team player. And yeah. if you've got eleven team players, you're more likely to win. We just won the Champions League, so I don't think anyone could really complain about the players that were playing in this run. Unfortunately for Tammy, didn't really play in that run. But you know, respect him as a contributor. He played a role in us getting top four and under a bad circumstances uh, season. If he, you know, win-win, if he does amazing and grows in the next four years, we can buy him back uh, for not such a terrible price if he becomes a, a top player at Roma. So it's win-win and uh, hopefully he enjoyed winning things and it will continue to get better, hopefully. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, the perfect example is just the Champions League final. Timo Werner drags the defender with him, opening up all that space for Kai. I mean, it's it's not just what he does on the on the ball; it's what he does off the ball. And anybody, oh my God, this is this is a an eternal source of frustration for me is when people just say goals and assists, goals and assists, goals and assists. It's like, buddy, have you ever considered that there is more to fandom than just a shallow understanding and lazy understanding of where wins really come from? And if you're just going to look at the box score then I have no time for you. Um, Paul, what do you got on, on this Tammy situation? Uh, it's a perfect situation for him, and it's more importantly perfect for Chelsea because we're sending him to a place where no, we know he's going to get the best coaching there is. Jose's taken young strikers and created monsters out of them. That's what we hope 
happens for Tammy. We've seen flashes, like everybody's been saying. We've seen flashes. Now we just need more consistency. That'll come with game time, and that's what he's going to get over there in Italy. Hopefully similar situation to what Lukaku did. Yeah. And then we'll see. Uh, We've all said we've seen things we've liked. He just needs more consistency and uh, a little more maturing to his game. I wouldn't be surprised to see him back at all. Okay, so transitioning to another part of the field, I'd like to talk about the future of the central centre-back position for Chelsea. Um, I do believe that Thiago Silva will play about 50% of the games this season, 50% of the, of the league games. I don't think he will start every game, and I do believe that the goal is to have a permanent transition of Andreas Christensen to the central position in the back three, and I, for one, am thrilled because he is one of my favorite players and he is unrightfully derided by this fan base. And I feel as though he is the next big thing uh, for us. And I just completely trust him. And so Paul, I'm actually going to first go to you and say, do you think that this is our goal? Because I know we're probably going to buy Jules Kunde, but he doesn't play central center back. Is the goal to transition the power, responsibility, and leadership from Thiago Silva to Andreas Christensen. I don't think there's any question about it. You and I have been waiting for this day since we saw him, you know, give us flashes of it under Conte. Conte, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, no, the guy, he's fantastic feet. Um, like we saw in the Christmas game, he didn't – he didn't do anything wrong. So now I when he has good games, he has really, really good games. Yeah. Kamal, how about you? Don't forget his Euro Carlito. He had a fantastic Euro. Oh yes, he did. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I think it's finally time (laughs) to say, to put my hands up and say, you were right on, on the (laughs) AC thing. Um, I, you know, we, my, me personally, I was just waiting for him to finally, show this consistency that he's shown and he's finally done it under Tuchel. Um, Maybe it's the system. Maybe he prefers three at the back and being the central point, but Mm -hmm. my word, man, he's, he's done a complete, complete 180. I want to say the entire fan base is finally understanding that this is the guy now that was widely, widely, you know, rated by, by coaches like Pep Guardiola and and such that, you know, he's going to be the next big thing. And he's, he's finally matured. He seems like he's bulked up. He seems like he's finally in a point of his career that, you know, is just going the right way. So I'm here for it. I'm excited. And I definitely think that what you said is going to be the next leader of this team from the back. Without a doubt, he's just he's, – he's, he's been fantastic since Super League. 100%. No errors at all. And his girlfriend is a rocket. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it helps. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that, that that helps with the with the confidence. Um, I just and and look, uh, Kamal, you did hint at this, and I think that there it's a fair point. Helps I think that the central center back doesn't mark anybody. It mm. is more of a free role, kind of the way like Franz Beckenbauer used to do it, like a real sweeper. Sure. Um, and I think that that suits him so well because not only is his responsibility more floating. 
but he also gets the ball a ton. And he is he is extremely good on the ball uh, and distributing his his passing, his range, uh, his poise is very strong. And it's it to me, it's the perfect position for him as opposed to a flat back four where, you know, there's uh, you do eventually have to mark the striker with his position. It's it's not the case. And he has so much cover. Um, So it's just it's just a completely different role. Marvin, well, how about you? Thankfully, I always rated him, so it's not really anything. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan. Big fan. No, no, I'm quite surprised. But he's, uh, I think in the, the central position, it's a really good uh, place yeah. for him to play because, yeah, Silver isn't going to play all the games, and that's uh, another point. So at the moment, it's one of the stronger areas. Um, obviously, adding Kunde, which I, I think we still should do. And if we do do that... I think we'll have the strongest defense in in the country and potentially the world because we've got great players that do things well, lots of different styles. And more importantly, you know, I'm counting that we've sold Zoom here, but they could all pass the ball well. And it's really important to have that. So it's, and I do want to at least briefly touch on Jules Kunde for a second here because this is something that a, a lot of fan bases, around the world and especially younger fans, uh, they'll be seduced by a a small sample size. Like one guy has one good game and then all of a sudden we're supposed to scrap plans that we've had for a year to buy Mm -hmm. Jules Kunde. Jules Kunde is not new news. It's not new. We have been looking at this player for a year and the goal was always to, to buy him from Sevilla and Sevilla is never hesitant about selling their players. That is their model, is that they create guys and then they sell them. And then they create new guys and then they sell them. And they're very upfront about that. So, uh, look, they will sell them if the price is right. They will have no problem with it. They're the same, They're similar to like Atletico Bilbao. If a certain price point is met, there's no nostalgia. They will just sell the guy. So, but my, my issue is, speaking of nostalgia, is that people are obsessed with this academy and anytime an academy player plays a good game apparently it's like 150 percent more important than when another player plays a, br- a good game and i don't <laughs> understand why just because trevor chalaba had one good game uh Thank yesterday you. that we're all of a sudden going to scrap our plans because people are saying he played well uh in the super cup final no he didn't no he didn't he, did. he almost cost oh, us the goal what? no he was great he was great he, no, he, he was backed not. off a lot, though. I noticed he backed off a lot, and that's where shots come. Um, but he did make that last-ditch tackle, which was just unbelievable. He right. slung his leg but, and got that away. But I'm I, just because someone papers over a mistake with a good play, it yeah. doesn't mean he didn't make the mistake. I watched him, and he made a lot of mistakes. So I'm just not – I'm not just Jules Kunde is just a better player. So, Paul, w- what do you think our goal is? Because I actually still think that this is business as usual, and we are going to follow suit and pay – the 60 million or whatever to Sevilla and actually get this guy, regardless of whether Trevor Chalaba had a great debut or not. Oh, I, I think great might even be underselling it. It was exceptional. That strike. He, he cut Oof. across the ball. Like, like he was Harry Kane. That was a beautiful <laughs> strike. All right. But just that being had. said, go, what was that? No, continue, continue what you're saying. And then I'll come in. Yeah. That being said, uh, no, we're, there's no way we're, we're running him out in Champions League 
to mark Neymar and, you know, all these other, the best wingers in the world. Um, we're going to be buying Kunde. I hope Chalaba is still, you know, squad part of the team. Either that or he's getting the loan. But um, the way the way he's been playing, it's clear that, you know, he can contribute, get some minutes, some cup games, stuff like that, and keep building the confidence. Yeah, and, and as an aside, he is better than his brother. Uh, Kamal, what, what were you saying? No, it was Marv, so let Marv go ahead. Oh, Marv. Yeah, no, I was saying that um, we miss him. We might be we might be missing with, with Chalova. Um, I actually did a study on the stats of the game that he had yesterday, which was fantastic. 93% pass accuracy, three ball recoveries, 100% tackles, one, one shot goal, clean sheet. Um, Kunde today, I did a comparison with his one. Uh, Kunde today, 105 accurate passes, 97%. Jesus. Uh, 115 touches, one key pass, one out of one long ball, four out of six aerial duels, one. Uh, dribble attempts, one out of two. So with Kunde, there was uh, the discussion about him being too small, but actually his aerial success rate is quite impressive. Hmm. Um, I think we're missing a trick a little bit with Chaloba because I did a bit more. I didn't watch him uh, last season. But I checked a, a few things. He actually played in midfield. So yeah. if we do keep this player, we've got a player that can double up in that, that left, uh, right centre-back position and as the potential DM could save us money, not in the centre-back area, but save us money in the defensive midfield area. Because I, I personally think buying Kunde is a lot more valuable than buying Chumeni, even though I do like both players. Yeah. Um, I think we should not ignore the potential of Kunde because he's passing, he's press resistant, he has all the, and he's 22. I mean, that's a player you could have for 12, 13 years if it all goes well to plan. And Chaloba is so, you know, he's young and he's, I don't think that it means one or the other because I think there, and also Kunde can play in the middle too. So having that flexibility really helps, especially when you've got a really highly competitive squad. So, I mean, for me, it's not one or the other, it's both. At least that's what I would decide. Yeah, and you know, you know, you're you're right about having versatile players. It's so important. Like I, I would advise any young player, if you're 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, and you're starting to go into your formative years of be, you know, becoming the player that you're gonna be for the rest of your career, my advice is to be able to play two or three positions. Hmm. Because once you get into higher level play if you can play those positions instead of pigeonholing yourself into one, you will have more opportunity to get playing time. Um, so that's, it's very important that you are multifaceted. Um, as for, you know, Chuameni or Declan Rice, I don't think we will ever buy Declan Rice because they'll just pull a Borussia Dortmund and say, oh no, the fee's actually this. Oh no, the fee's, oh, that fee? Fuck you. We're going to add 20 more million to it. So I just... <laughs> Just like with Holland, I never knew they were, I never thought they were going to sell him. I don't think Declan Rice is ever going to leave West Ham. Um, but yeah, if Trevor Chalaba stays, which is fine, I don't, I don't care. It's his career, but I just don't think that he should bank on starting uh, right center back. Uh, Kamal, what do you got? No, I agree. Um, with everyone, it's, it's in my opinion, it's Chalaba and Kunde as opposed to one or yeah. the other. I think they can both coexist. Um, and yeah, we have to have a long term outlook as well because. This is probably Thiago Silva's last year. Aspie's got one or two years left. That's two positions right there. Rudiger's yeah. 28, 29. Okay, he's not old, but in footballing terms, he's probably got on his last contract too. So, you I know, agree. and we... Excuse me? 
he could go for five more years. 28's young. Sure. Yeah. And then, you know, we, we sell Zuma potentially too, right? So we need the numbers. So there you go. We That's, you know, just thinking ahead. You, yeah. need, you need those two. Um, I, I like the prospect of Kunde coming in and just competing for a spot. And then Chiloba as well, just staying with us as opposed to going on loan. Uh, you know, I like the idea of going on loan to develop a game and play games, but there's also times where loans kind of don't really work out if we look yeah. at Ethan Ampadu and such Ampadu. like that. And, you know, you look at Foden, he's just bided his time and everyone's like, why didn't you go on loan? And now he's like, phenomenal. So just play with the squad, learn everything you can from Tuchel week in, week out, and, you know, play a part when you can. So, yeah, they could definitely coexist. And I like, I like the, the idea of them both being part of us. Sure. And, uh, you know, let's be clear, if they go on loan, they will never be playing for a better team. Um, and so that actually could stifle you a little bit in certain cases. If, if you're just playing in a system where you're not developing and then also the players you're playing with are just shit, then, I mean, it, it could, I mean, theoretically it could, it could harm your development a little bit instead of training with Chelsea every, every day and yeah. being part of huge, huge atmospheric games with pressure and with pace. Um, I just, I think that you guys are all correct. I think that if he wants to stay good, uh, he will get time, but I just don't think he'll start in the huge games against Real Madrid and, Fair you know, uh, Bayern Munich and whatnot. But, um, I, so this is transitioning into, uh, three players that are up for contracts, new contracts or essentially contract extensions where they'll be playing four or five more years uh, under Chelsea. The, uh, and uh, sorry, Conte and Jorginho, I think those are already done deals. I think that, that uh, it's just a matter of putting pen to paper, but those are absolutely happening and great because both those players are at the absolute top of their game. Uh, that along with Kovacic, the midfield is just sensational, and they're like I said, they're at the they're at the peak of their powers. So having Conte for a couple more years is great. Jorginho obviously is paramount to how we play. If Jorginho is not in the field, you notice our possession is lacking. But when he's there, he is just so unique and so effective for what we want and what we need. But the last one is the one I want to talk about. I, this is Marvin's favorite player. Uh, it's Rudiger. What is the situation? Has to sign a new deal. I think that he will. They say, he said there'll be talk soon, I think. But, you know, you've got to uh, imagine when you're 28, you just want all those things. You're definitely going to want a big, a slightly bigger increase. I mean, I get annoyed sure. when players want uh, an increase, but when you've definitely earned that increase, I have no... I mean, just won the Champions League. I, and he actually, you know match winning tackles for me i would keep him and, and give him whatever he asked if it was me but i think obviously i don't, I don't think he's going to ask for that much to be honest no. just a, a slight increase in what he already has now i can't see those talks being that much of an issue to in to, mm -hmm. total honesty you know you know what the sticking point's going to be though years yeah yeah well he's, he's getting close to that 30 mark that's why he needs to negotiate it now. Because uh, sometimes at 28, 29, they have given five-year deals. Yeah. Um, I think that, that that's probably what will happen. He'll get a four-year, five-year or something, play till he's about 32, three, and then go to another club, I think. But, you know, you never know with these players. You, nowadays, especially as we watch players' careers, sometimes even 
they become their best at 30, 32. Uh, whereas yeah. when we were in the 90s, it was you've got to 30, you're almost done. Um, so, you know, I remember looking at Thiago Silva at like 36, still playing well. He just can't play as many games. Um, and I think that's what's going to happen to Aspie too. So I think, yeah, we've got to get Rudiger tied down. I think Kante as well. Well, I think th- those are those are deals that can be signed. Yeah. I, uh, my only hesitancy would be the sour taste that Rudiger has in his mouth about Chelsea uh, because his relationship with Frank Lampard was not good. Um, mm-hmm. There was a severe lack of trust and communication there. And uh, he was looking to leave last year. Um, before, you know, Tuchel obviously came in, said, you're my guy, and his start, he has started in every single possible big game that we've had that he was available to start. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's a great player. I think he's a great character guy, a great locker room guy, and he's a very good leader. So, yeah, four years, I would be totally fine with that. I can't imagine he's going to be asking for $3.2 million a week which is what Messi was making and which is why they couldn't afford him. But I do think any something around 200 grand a week. I think that's, I think that's deserved. Uh, Cause he's great. I mean, he's, he's probably going to win the champions league defender of the season. Like he, he's one of three players that's up for that award. And Ruben Diaz was horrible in the final. So, you know, I think that, it's it's warranted to, to 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 do that. Paul, how about you? I I'm all for signing him up for four years. You know he's gonna he's gonna want to get as many years as he can, and you know Chelsea doesn't hand those contracts out lightly when no. you're getting close to that thirty mark. So it's gonna be a, a delicate dance there. We'll see what happens. I I heard the negotiations are underway. So that's a good sign. Um, but I do like how uh, Carlito just glazed right over giving uh, N'Golo Conte a contract extension. That's a big vote of confidence from you, Carlito. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was peak Ryan Beck right there, man. Just uh, <laughs> not, not talking about the things he doesn't want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Conte, yeah, he's he's good. Everybody loves him. I just am always skeptical when someone is overly nice or when someone is absolutely beloved by everybody because it just doesn't. It means that he's not a real person. Uh, so, Kamal, you uh, you thrilled with these extensions? One hundred percent. Yeah, Rudiger, uh, as as Marv knows better than anyone, is I've done a complete one eighty on him too. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see it. I, under Frank Lampard, and that's probably due to Lampard himself, as much as I hate to say that. Um, yeah, Rudiger's just his his personality, man. He's he's a warrior, and I, I love that. And he's just a yeah. shit house, and I just love how he gets into it with rival players. He just I just love his attitude and his his literally a warrior, man. He's he's got no no bullshit about him. Um, so yeah, give him give him the three four years. I do think it's going to be tough because he might have a little thing in his head that hey i can go for free to whatever team i want in mm-hmm. january um so it's going to be hard so i think tuchel and Petacek are going to have to get on it and convince the board to give them what what he wants it's going to be tough but i think it gets done well you know who wants him right yeah like psg Bayern, everyone real madrid, Real madrid wants him right yeah which and and these guys ha, if you want to talk about tampering 
All oh, of yeah. these guys, I'm sure, are getting calls from the of general course. managers at these teams and saying, hey, man, don't sign a new deal. Come to us for free. I mean, that, that's like the new loophole that the teams are now exploiting is that they'll just tell the player to bide their time and come for free. Right. Juventus has the, the best of it. The yep. Lightning were tampering, weren't they? That's the problem. <sighs> we'll see. I mean, I, PSG, I don't uh, – I, I think there's, I think something's going to go wrong there because Neymar essentially has – Wow, Poch. Poch is an issue, though. He also <laughs> – he also made PSG spend, you know, 222 million pounds to get him out of a team with Messi in it. So I don't know why all of a sudden it's kumbaya and everybody's best friends again when he left because he didn't want to play with Messi. Because he hasn't won the Champions League yet. <laughs> He's desperate. Yeah, that is. And guess who's now 30? And that's going to exactly. be an old 30 because that homeboy, he parties. And oh, yeah. He party. It's His sister's crazy. birthday is every year. <laughs> he goes no. missing no, every year. No, no, no. His birthday is a month long. He, oh, like his sister's birthday. You know, you know about what, that, right? That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> he's he's he never gets injured right in April, and he has to miss a month of Champions League football. Oh yeah, book yeah. it now. It's on the calendar. <laughs> oh, it's every his season. contract. He just conveniently gets a month long injury. Oh that's my crazy. gosh! Um, all right. So, what are Chelsea's goals for this season? So. We've already won two trophies. We've won the Mindhead London Cup, which is apparently a thing. And then we've we've won the Super Cup. So that's two trophies right there. Five more to go. I would say we, we try and win all of them. Of yeah. course. Only way. I told you to stack them up. I think um, the Prem trophy is probably the one we really have circled. Obviously... Yeah. Defending the Champions League. Love it. Can't Club World Cup, it. baby. Club World yes. Cup. That's the one. That's the oh, one we haven't won in our history. So that's the one I am personally. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Paul. Like, but, um, Which cup? That's Which the cup? Club World Cup. Oh. It's yeah. the one cup we haven't won in our history, thanks to Rafael Benitez. That playing. <laughs> um, yeah, here's, here's the one we haven't won. And I want that badge, that sexy badge that you get on the kit, that like, gold FIFA thing that says World Champs. Yeah, I need that. Yeah. Hey, I think I think Marvin uh, would be <laughs> incapacitated if we <laughs> won all these trophies. Yeah, it's definitely oh. happening. It'd be like be like Randy Marsh when the internet comes back on. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and look, the when I'm I watched the city Tottenham game uh i didn't watch it in real time but i eventually watched a replay of it uh i think this is ours for the taking i think we have the best players and it is the best timed where you have players like christian pulisic finally healthy in my opinion the best player on chelsea uh and that's not an american bias thing i just think he's amazing but you have all these guys that are like now entering their prime kaya Verts mm. slowly entering his prime and i just feel like we have the most squad depth and if, if Manchester City does not buy Harry Kane, which I do not think they will be able to pull off, if they do not buy him, I think that this trophy is ours for the taking. I think we are the best team. Um, I agree. And I don't think that Daniel Levy is going to let it is going to let this happen. I agree. For me, that's the kicker as well, is, is Harry Kane. And what happens there? If they get him, then I'm like, oh, God, that's just too tough. But if they don't, I, don't, I still don't believe in Manchester United. But if they no. don't, 
Yeah. It don't change anything, you know. Like they they already and this is the thing, this is what like Lukaku should do for us because we don't score goals. But he really that that should work, but it didn't work so much when we signed Timo, but we still won stuff. Um City already score lots of goals. That I don't think adding a striker changes too much about the team. Like and that's also doubling up as a playmaker. They already have these players. It's the same why they signed Grealish, I don't understand because Bernardo does. Um, yeah. Bernardo's leaving, apparently. Yeah, I, I'm sure, but these are good football players. But that that they want the weaknesses, in my opinion. They they don't have good strong midfield, uh, and they play a certain system that is always going to look the same. So even if they're adding better players, I don't think it's going to make them uh, a scary team. I still don't think they're a superhero team. They were just the That's most fair. consistent team last season. We we beat them three times, and we were by far better than them in each of the games. And well, it's it's interesting because. You have Gabriel Jesus, who's just he's just not a starter. I don't think he's very good. Yeah, he's okay. But he, he's okay. But you have Riyad Mahrez, who has clearly aged. You have KDB, who's 31. Can't yeah. stay you have Fernandinho, who's exactly. really old. And Gundogan, who is also 31. Can't this is healthy. an older team. This is the point I tried to make about them. I was talking uh, with another fan, Travis, and uh, – he was saying, oh, they're the best team and all this. And I, and I was saying that the, this is not a superhero team. Our team is a superhero team. We've got yes. young, hungry, new players. We've got the hottest prospects. We've got a really strong 11. They might have a slightly better squad at that point, but we've got a really good 11. And I thought that we would be able to, to challenge. I felt that we could beat them, and we did in all of the games, even with a slightly weakened lineup in the uh, league game. Um, yeah. and if we add the consistency, which is like hopefully going to come having two plus the manager the whole season, I think we, we could compete. Yeah, no I question. mean, and then it just just as like a, a stray observation, Chelsea is so fast. Yeah, like, you just look at how much speed. I know that that's a primitive analysis, but it's also true. the The amount of speed uh, that we possess and firepower it's it's extraordinary. And uh, I'm here for all of it, man. I'm here for all of it. Paul, how about you? What are what are the goals, man? No, all, all the trophies. Yeah, we have the depth, the manager. I, I, there's no reason why this team isn't going to be competing for every single one. I'm I'm 100 with you, man. I'm 100 with you. All right, so this will just be the last part of it. Is there anything in particular that you guys would like to address about the team or anything in general? Maybe it's fan expectations maybe it's stupid arguments on twitter that uh bother you because a lot of them bother me um but i just get i'm gonna start with kamal what do you what do you got i think people need to like relax about the whole harlem thing now and i get over it um there's i'm not gonna call him out but there's one account on twitter that just can't stop talking about erlin holland and it's like (laughs) i'm not naming names but he needs to stop (laughs) You know what I mean? He keeps going on about it. Like, Holland's in the past. It was never happening. It was never happening. happening. Like, certain people were, you know, making money off the fan base, saying it was. Again, no names. But, like, there's people thinking that it was was Holland or bust. Like, no, Lukaku, in my opinion, is still a solid striker. And then he just is here. So support him. Like, he's done. I know know both of you weren't really here for it. But he's here, so right. that's yeah. Until that's he fuck, in, until he fucks up, let's support him. If he does, yeah. then okay, you can you can say, hey, I told you so. But he hasn't done that yet. Yeah, so, that's a fair point. 
Oh, exactly. Yeah. So Holland, I understand why, you know, Holland's this generational talent, you know, XYZ, but they were never going to pay the 200 million X. You know, it's the fee was outrageous. The wages were outrageous. Mino's a dick. Like, none of it was going to happen. So we go next year, maybe, potentially, we fight for him when everyone else does. I don't think it happens, but either way, Holland was always a pipe dream. So it's time to move on. Lukaku's here. As long, as, as long as he doesn't go to another Prem team, it's still a win for us. 100%. So if, I don't see him going Man United. Come on. No, me neither. Um, it's not a big... I mean, the thing is, I mean, what annoyed me about the whole Lukaku thing is just uh, the, the perceived love of the club and that stuff. But, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. I, I was at peace with that. I thought it would have been better to get Haaland. But like you said, I of think it's, it's a great point in, in the support. And that's what fans should be doing. Not looking mm-hmm. for them to make a mistake so they can say, oh, I was right. I would rather in bag 30. We've won all the trophies. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm so sad I got that wrong. Like, no, no, exactly. I'd rather be seeing Chelsea win. So, and, ho- and I'm hoping he's going to smash it. And I think, of course. Like, ho- hopefully. Like, who, cool. Why would you not? Of course. Yeah, exactly. yeah I'm not rooting for him to, to, to be a bust. We just spent $100 million on this guy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but the people in this fan base, as you both know, that like genuinely – are not fans, but they claim to be, and they're like, they have their agendas where they're like, I hope this guy flops. Yeah. You know, the whole Jorginho and Mason Mount crap where you see people hating on one or the other, yeah. and the second yeah. one of them has like an okay game, they're like, ha ha ha. I'm like, no, why would you want this guy to be that way when their success is impediment to our success? Like, the logic doesn't make sense. Uh, well, yeah. this yeah. is just where you need to come to the realization that not everybody is an intelligent person. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the other thing is that you have all these people that are um, self-involved and they, everybody thinks that they deserve a voice. And my response to that is no, not everybody does deserve a voice because some voices are coming out of the mouths of morons. So no, not everyone does deserve a voice. Even if they think in their Gen Z mind that they should be heard and they deserve to be heard. No, not everybody does. I'm sorry. Not everybody is special. Um, but I would just say this with Holland and I'm not, I'm not, I just don't want to talk about him again, but I just, I will say this. I think that they were always going to continue to move the goalposts and make it very, very, very almost impossible for us to sign him. Right. Because it, like if they said, okay, it's 200 million euros. And then we come with 200 million euros. I feel like they were just going to say, no, now it's 225 because you waited two more days. And no, it's going to be 250 now. They were never going to sell the two best players in one window and completely sabotage their ability to replace those guys and to be competitive in Champions League and to try and win Bundesliga. It was just never going yep. to happen. The math did not add up. And, and people believe this fucking 150, we'll get it done. Why don't we just do it? Like, no, no. Where, why, why are you so stupid? But we'll, I, be, I, back, but we'll like, be back for telling them. Anybody that says that oh, they like know that. what Chelsea is doing <laughs> is lying. Yes. They yes. are lying. <laughs> announce, announce Ashraf Hakimi. Announce Erling Brown Hall. No. These people don't fucking know. They don't know. Because guess what? If anything got out from Chelsea, if anything was leaked between the five people on the board and Marina, those people would be fired. Right. We don't leak. And nobody, nobody knows. Not Nizar Kinsella, who's a great beat writer. Not Simon Johnson. Not Simon Phillips. Not Lehman Toomey. None of these people know. And especially not a fucking YouTube account. Yeah, they know after the fact, like after they've been of actually course. been told, so like, hey, you can else. say this now. I right. mean, it's just, 
I hope you guys are doing really well. I really, <laughs> really, really do. I mean, fuck off, dude. You don't know shit. <laughs> all right. So, anyways, I'll leave it at that. But as for the, what we do have, look, I do want Lukaku to do well. Of course I do. Because if he does well, we win and we win trophies and I get to be even more arrogant on Twitter. Okay. So mm. it's, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. So, that's what I will just leave it with is that anybody that says they know when it comes to this particular team, they don't. Right. They don't. It's all conjecture. It's all speculation. It's all BS. Agreed. Okay. And, and, and the fact that you have the balls to charge people money for your bullshit information is just nonsense. Yeah. Subscribe to my channel, man. Rate, review. Rate, review. Rate, review. Fuck you. Okay. Paul, what do you got, man? No, I. No. Lukaku wasn't my first choice, but uh, nope. I'm looking at the bright side of things. He definitely brings uh physical edge and um positionally things to the table that we don't have let's hope those things work out and uh we'll see a lot of trophies yeah. to be had lots of trophies to be had all right fellas well unless you have any final thoughts i enjoyed this kamal you're welcome to come back on anytime of course thanks i'm kamal. glad that we uh you and i are good uh that's yeah, important to me 100%. Yeah, no, like I said at the top, we, we've squashed it. We've moved on. Oh, yeah. I respect you. I respect you as a man for coming to me and doing what you did. So that that alone means means a lot to me as well. So, yeah, 100%, 100 beyond this is, you know, you know this. We've always had good discourse, you know, whether or not we agree. But we, we're adult enough to to agree that it's just an opinion. So, yeah. Well, you're yeah, adult enough. Off. I'm not. <laughs> you're not. Adult enough. <laughs> no, no, I, in all seriousness, yes. Uh, 100%. The hatch has been buried. Uh, I'm very happy that uh, that we now speak, and uh, that is great. And uh, I don't I don't want beefs, but sometimes they happen, and that's no, the no. reality the reality of uh, being an opinionated person. So, uh, Marvin, how about you, buddy? I, I uh, once again, you smashed it. Uh, thank you for also coming on, always making time for us, man. Thank you, my friend. Happy to be on. Uh, no beef for me because I'm trying to lower my cholesterol level. But other than that, yeah, it's, it's, everything is good. I think I eat too much beef on Twitter. That might be the reason. Um, but that was good. Yeah, good. you do. Okay. You, you, need to, you need to tone it down. People, wah, need to wah, wah. down. People need to be brought down to the correct level. And uh, stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's been a lot of fun as always, my man. Marv, Marv, you, you're watching too much boxing, man. That's what's keeping your cholesterol. Yeah. They're all getting knocked out. They're all bums. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. As a side note, have you ever noticed that whenever Marv doesn't like a player, he'll, oh, he'll say the yeah. player's name and he'll insert bum somehow yeah, yeah. into the name. Yeah, yeah. It was Le Cap Bum. It was, it was, it was very no, no, bum. Bum. It was so many. You guys missed the, you missed the goal by Hyung Ming Bum today. It was, it was a good <laughs> <laughs> It's hysterical. <laughs> oh, smelly alley. Oh, man. All, All right. right. Hey, Paul, home. you got any final thoughts, buddy? This was enjoyable. Bring us home, Carlito. All right, fellas. Well, this has been the London is Calling podcast. Uh, I am the hostess with the mostest, and I hope everybody has a safe week. And oh, yeah, we are going to win the league. See ya. Bye.